On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin Where do we even begin? Tip your bartender. Hey, everybody. It's Pub Crawl Liz with the geriatric genius and clown. Who's still alive. Yeah, whoo. For, um, yeah, we're really thankful for that. Um, Yeah, we're thankful. I hope I'm still alive. (laughs) We can tell. Well, well, yeah. But well, I might not be when the show comes out. <laughs> Jesus, let's not talk that well, way. Well, then not the show won't one. come on because the only guy knows how to get it on. Yeah, that's right. It won't be on. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the you lost know, episode. In case you were wondering, this is As the Ale House Turns, um, the show where we talk about nothing, all something. Of, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. Um, we decided that today we're going to give you our usual weekly update of things that have happened in the bar, but also going to talk about some memorable characters, because one of the things that... They keep dying. I mean, <laughs> it's like rapidly. We're, we're losing them quickly. Well, I, I, I will say that one of the things that is very special about bar culture are the people in it. And one of the reasons why the Old Town Ale House, I feel, really sort of sets itself apart from other bars that we have today because they don't make joints like this anymore. And there's so many people that have come and gone through these doors, sometimes believable, sometimes unbelievable. What, what do you mean by unbelievable? Just, I, I, like, I don't know. There are some people I'm like... You mean, you mean guys like Dan Blue that come in and give out on 150000 uh, Yeah. And then nobody will go to his funeral? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like the people and the stories to match. Um, so this is, again, a special place and one of the reasons why I started to come here and, and continued to come here and, and still do so. Um, so we're going to revisit some of these uh, people and some of these stories. And lucky for me... I've only been coming here for a decade or so, but obviously Bruce and Clown have been coming here for way longer, so I'm going to enjoy and, and listen to some of what they have to say. Um, I'm going to start by saying that I'm having my first beer Yeah. in a very, very long time, and it's delicious. Is it good? Yeah. What kind is it, by the way? Um, it's one of my favorite breweries in the country. It's called. Uh, it's a brewery out of Maine, Portland, Maine, called Allagash. And uh, the beer you have here is Allagash White. Allagash? Yeah, Allagash. Like gash is a chick's pussy? Gash? Allagash White is Have you ever used that term? I mean, do do lesbians use those kind of terms like gash? Uh, For what? For pussies. For pussies. I've never even heard of that term. Oh, clowns heard Oh, I've heard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, gash. We've heard all that stuff. Yeah. Why the fuck would you call it a gash? You know, I'll tell you what. It's right between the gams. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, when I... No, a gash. It's like a kind oh of a... God, it's like a cut. It's like a cut, yeah, like yeah. a wound. It's like a wound. Oh, did yeah. oh, you ever hear that thing when you're... You know, when the people in the old days before, when statutory rape wasn't so such a horrible thing? They, oh, uh, the good old days. They, they used to call the, it marriage. <laughs> 
No, did you ever hear? I remember at the pool, at the uh, Upper's Grove pool room, old enough to bleed, old enough to butcher. You've heard that, haven't you? No. Get it? You, you never heard old enough to bleed, old enough to butcher? No. What does I that mean? mean? The If the broad's menstruating, she's old enough to fuck. Wow. Old enough to bleed, old enough to butcher. And then I, the, the, there was another one in the pool room that really kind of stuck with me, too. The older guy, these older guys. I, you know, I used to look up to these assholes. <laughs> and um, when they were talking about eating pussy, the guys, yeah, any guy that'll eat from a bush will swing on a limb. That was another thing. Say that again? Any guy that'll eat from a bush will swing on a limb. What does that mean? It means if you suck a pu- eat a pussy, you'll suck a dick. So that's like everybody. Well, that's another one. I, there was a guy down there that <laughs> they didn't that, even know what they were saying. <laughs> oh no, this is—I mean, I'm, I'm just like—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm like 13, 14 year old kid. Listen to this shit. Uh, the other one was. No wonder uh, you turned out the way you did. Yeah, I mean, these were not really solid. Upstanding citizens. Yeah, these were not role models. <laughs> Yeah, give me some more of these sayings. Well, these I was just going to give sayings. one. You interrupted me, I'm and I sorry. had a really good one. I, uh, you were talking about bushes and limbs, and I said, so that's kind of like everybody on this planet. Yeah, and I was just going to come up with another one from the ball. It'll come to me. It was pretty, pretty, pretty obnoxious. Hmm. Um, Are there male counterparts to this? Like, what do you mean? Like, sayings for women to say about men? There were no women hung around the pool room. I'm sure there I'm were. S- I'm, say, I'm sure they say horrible thing about men. So it was calling a gash kind of like calling a man's Yeah, but do you see that in literature? Like a, like that's, a, a, that's in literature. I mean, that's like... Like uh, a sausage? Mickey Splain and stuff like that. She had a nice gash. I don't think that's a nice word. Well, you, would, you don't find most of uh, male... Sex talk that nice, as I, I mean, recall. There are some words that can be like nice and flowery. And well, what about cunt? A lot, of, a lot of women really hate the word cunt. What do you think? I don't hate it. I don't mind it. I don't. Right, right. I mean, it, it certainly is a great word to describe someone who's not pleasant. I've also used it for men. Yeah, well, it's big over you know Scotland, twat and and and, and cunt, um, Neil. From the fling band, he called me a twat for some reason on Facebook. See how? Not come, too long but see, ago. why is it that the female genitalia is uh, it can be converted into a negative oh, connotation? Gee. Oh, gee. Why isn't it male genitalia? Because uh, oh, women, yeah, they you're are. a real, you're a real <clears throat> fucking no. ball sack. No, you're a that? prick. You're a prick. All right. You're yeah, right. you can you're call right. me anything you want. I don't good. care. What else we got besides <laughs> prick? Cocksucker. Cocksucker. But yeah. the person, not the genitalia. Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Dickhead. Yeah, there you go. All right. That's good. Jag off. I don't think that's just, is that like, like masturbating? Yeah, but that's jagging. I mean, that's more, a Chicago thing, though, but jag off. Yeah, well, that's what they say. That's what Bourdain said. Yeah, it's definitely a Chicago thing. I don't know. I'm I guess men, it's just not as much fun. Yeah, it's more fun to the, make fun of women. Maybe, yeah, I think men are the ones who actually started this. Oh, it's been going banter. on forever. Yeah. Locker room talk. I think. I mean, Shakespeare was. You sound, full you sound with like that Donald stuff. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. When you're a celebrity, let, let you grab their pussies. 
Gonna yeah. grab him by the pussy. Grab him by the pussies, yeah. This guy. Did you like? Do you follow him on Twitter? No. You should. No, but be, no. Like a band anyway. No, I because I, he's proud of how many people follow him. No, all the good stuff people repeat. So yeah. I, you know, I, I don't really need to. I don't need to keep track myself. But like, this is the shit that he. Like when when uh, he was saying things about the uh, the ambassador of the Ukraine, he was like crazy on on Twitter, like calling her stupid, stupid. I'll see if I can well, find it. There's a great picture of uh, he was speaking last week with uh, and Pompeo. You know, Pompeo had insulted that woman from National Public Radio and called her yeah. a liar and names and stuff. And um, then they wouldn't let the uh, NPR person on a plane somewhere with the with the State Department plane. And um, he, uh, there's a picture of him telling Trump, telling Pompeo in a big crowd, "Hey, you did really good. You know, tell the bitch. You know, you really fucked that bitch over good." And you can see Dershowitz right directly behind uh, Pompeo, patting him on the shoulder and smiling. Dershowitz has got to be so terrified that if he doesn't suck Trump's dick, that he's going to get nailed on the Harvey Epstein stuff. And he's probably so grateful that uh, Trump, I mean, not, uh, what's his name, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And that, um, the Epstein thing has really got to terrify Dershowitz. It would, that would be, I think he's 81 years old now. I don't think he needs, you know, spend his last couple of years in this shithouse. I mean, he's probably internally grateful to Trump for having Epstein murdered. I, 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 I well, I think this is a good segue from genitalia to the president. Um, but just, I, I don't understand how this man in this office is capable of using the social media platform the way he does on so many levels. Like what? He just calls names and... Yeah, but this is like the President of the United States. Yeah, but it's just... It well, still shocks me. It's playground stuff. Yeah. Well, I understand that 100%. Like, I mean, if I was President, I'd do the same thing, but I'm not President. Yeah. You, you would not, my my well, stuff would be a lot more creative, too. Well, like he doesn't. What? He doesn't give a shit about decorum or anything, and... He just he, and he's shocked as anybody that he's president. Oh yeah, he's still <laughs> sh- he's probably still in shock. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah. He's not really president. I mean, but you know, he's got to look around and say, these people were dumb enough to elect me. Yeah, I have nothing but contempt for suckers. I wonder if he does that. Oh yeah, of course, of course he, he has does. To. He he goes to these um, rallies and looks at the people. He goes, oh, you're wonderful. Grab my puss. And the, yeah, yeah. What and, is the, and they're cheering him. Did you see the one where he's talking about water and like refrigerator or dishwashers? Oh, it's yeah, more dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. more dishwashers. It was, I thought it was more interesting. He was talking how many times he had a flush. The windmills. Oh, yeah, windmills give you cancer. Give you cancer. Yeah. And, they kill, and they kill birds. They knock birds right out of yeah, the air. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. That was a classic terrible. moment. That was a true Wind, classic moment. So, uh, um, yeah, but if I looked out and saw these are the people that are cheering for me, I, I, would, I would have nothing but contempt. For people too. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. Jesus Christ, this man tweets a lot. I'm actually trying to find the fucking Twitter tweet that um, look that I was talking about, and I, I I I've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and it just doesn't fucking stop. Well, let's not bother with that. All right. Well, it was a good. Maybe I'll find it at some point along the ways. 
Um, anyway, so I, uh, I'm always curious to hear about you two talking about, um, the sayings, the people. Hall, Hall of Fame alehouse characters? Yeah. Uh, Which we've had so many, but they just keep dying on us. Or they leave. Or they move on. <laughs> or they, or, or they you get piss angry. them off. Or they get, or they, yeah, they, they get uh, barred. Yeah, and then they move to Burton. Right. Um, so there's there's one, there are actually two people that I have met. I feel like when I started coming in, there was a bartender who. Uh, was here and later was not, and she was a little scary. She had big tits. Yes. Red hair. Yes. Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. Um, which I think we'll get to in a minute. Clown thought she'd come and be on the show. <laughs> yeah, you thought you could get her on. The I show. thought I could. I thought her ego yeah. would uh, be, catch. I mean, the she'd be a great guest. Wonderful. Guest. Yeah, All right, she would so, be. Uh, like, this is one of those good, like, good character conversations to have. How did Lulu come to? Well, the, it's interesting because we had um, B and Art had uh, a, there was a day bartender named Sharon. She lived down the street. She was a, a very homely dyke, uh, and she had a dog. Very boring, very boring. And uh, so B, B and Art just thought she hung the moon. They they just loved her, and she she had the day shift, and. Um, so she, she unexpectedly she gets sick, and so Arthur's down drinking somewhere, one of his, uh, someplace down, where that new great big ugly McDonald's built. There's a there was the a West play. Loop. Yeah, I forget the, yeah I forget the name of the, um, not in the West Loop. Oh oh oh, where the old rock and roll uh, uh, McDonald's was like on well, Illinois. Well, it's over there. Yeah yeah. The Sal and like. Yeah, Ohio but there, or something? yeah, but there was some kind of kind of a far like oh rainforest, rainforest. Yeah. Oh God. So, so that place. Yeah, she worked so, there. So Lulu was working at the Which, rainforest. By the way, how the fuck is that place still around? I've never even been in it. I don't. Neither know. have I. So um, anyway, Arthur asked her. You know, she's a, she's a bartender. He says, "Hey, we need a bartender because Sharon got sick." So she comes to work here. Well, here's. Here's the big tell for bartenders. When a bartender gets sick and somebody jumps in and replaces them, and and your revenue doubles. Oh right. That's kind of a tell. So why do you think that happened? Well, because obviously Sharon was stealing the fucking place by. She was booking. Oh, I thought you mean. She I was thought you booking. More people were coming in. No, no, no. But she's booking like. 80 bucks, 100 bucks a shift. Uh, Lulu comes on. All of a sudden, it's two, over 200. Now, she was a much oh, better draw. Yeah. And uh, she was certainly putting a few bucks in her pocket, too, I'm sure. Like it. But, yeah, I mean, it was, she transformed it. She had the whole new crowd, and the place is all jumping in, during the day, and, and, and uh, it killed, it broke B, B and Art's heart. I mean, they really thought if one, anything happened to them, they'd give the bar to uh, to Sharon. Uh -huh. I mean, they were like, so anyway. And then she's dying. Sharon's dying, turns out. And um, she completely uh, cut 
Beatrice Oliver, I mean, it was all these little dykes running around, running her life and all that shit. Anyway, so Lulu takeover, she became a huge fixture, big, big, and she had a boyfriend named Bowler Frank, who was kind of a legendary guy. I've met him too, and yeah. I met him. Well, his, his mom died a couple of years ago, and, and he's becoming total seclusion since his mama died. Really? He's a yeah. mama's boy, huh? Apparently, he's the last guy in the world you think of me. But, you know. Yeah, because the one time I met him, no, I met him twice, but the first time made me excited to meet him again because. Well, he was an interesting guy. We were sitting in that corner, and all I remember this guy had with, like, kept smiling, and, 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 and his teeth were chattering. And well, he's a big cokehead. Well, I didn't realize that's what was happening. Yeah. But he was hysterical. And he then he and then he left, and I was like, I really hope that guy comes through those doors when I'm here again. And lo and well, behold, he when did. When he'd walk in the door high, because he had a whole tour every night. He'd go to the here, and then he'd go over to Rush Street or, or Division, and go to the lodge. I don't. He maybe had a couple other ones, but he'd walk in. And, and when he was all coked up, he was kind of grinding his teeth and stuff, and he'd walk in the door, ale, ale house, ale, ale house, ale house, ale house. <laughs> and that's, you knew, you, you knew Bowler Frank was here. And, um, and he said, the greatest feeling in the world is driving up and down the outer drive, coked up, smoking a, smoking a joint. He loved that. Ah, that, that's great. Ah, I love that. I love that. That's great. And he told me, he was very critical of me and my demeanor and deportment. He said, you, you, you need to join a, you need to join a bowling team, bowling team. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta so, join a bowling that's team. That's a really good impression, Bruce. And then, but, so anyway, he's a golfer. So I, I kept trying to lure him onto the course. And so I guess... He didn't try. I mean, he thought he was a pretty good. He was actually. It turns out anyway. First time I ever play him was kind of a really bizarre situation. We go out to uh, Joe Lewis, the champ golf course out in Riverdale. Andy Andy Shaw wants to play golf with me. I'd never played with him either, and he was just learning. I think I took him out to the driving range a couple times. So I said, "Oh, plus I had my knee surgery, so I hadn't played golf in about four or five months. It was real rusty." And so I got Andy, and I got Bowler Frank, and we're going to all play golf. I hadn't played golf in three, four months because of my torn meniscus. And so on the first hole, Bowler Frank hits a pretty good shot. I hit a pretty good shot. Andy gets up and kind of just shanks it over to the next. You know, and he immediately puts down another ball. I said, no, Andy, come on. we, we, we got to play your ball. We're lie. Well, come on. I don't want to play that one. So right off the bat, Frank, hey, what's going on here? And uh, so we get to the second hole, and uh, so Andy's just trying to adapt to playing actual game of golf and dealing with a guy named Bowler Frank, who's like, hey, hurry up, come on, Jerry, you're wasting time. And all of a sudden, Andy and I are in one uh, cart, and Buller Frank's in the other cart, and he's driving right at this flock of geese. What do you call geese when they're a flock? Is there a flock? Are they gaggle? A flock? Gaggle, I guess. He's got, there's about 40, 40 geese next to the water hole, and Frank's driving wildly directly at them, and they're all you know, scattering. And Andy says, 
why is he trying to kill the geese? I said, well, he's an ex-Marine. Yeah? I mean, that, that was the only explanation I could come up with. So when we get up to the green, I said, hey, uh, hey Frank, Andy wants to know why you're trying to kill the geese. Dirty animals. Dirty. They're dirty animals. So this was the game. I mean, this was this fucking game. I had knocked in a couple pucks, or Frank would I actually probably... I gave him a couple strokes, I think. But... So, um, Frank was Frank is an unusual guy. You should go as Bowler Frank for Halloween this year. Oh, no. I don't think so. Make, you I should make the rounds of the lodge and talk to other bars. So. I like and it. see what happens. Frank, Frank's still, one night talking to Grasshopper and me, talking about blowjobs. Uh, I always... I always wipe my ass at least an inch deep because it's not a blowjob unless I got Brad's got a finger up my ass. It's <laughs> 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 kind of scary. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to say, is that a thing? I, I don't mind having a chick tap her finger, forefinger on my fucking butthole, but I don't want any insertion in there with a sharp fingernail, no. I, I think it's a thing with him, yeah. Clown? Did you care to yeah. and, and I think Lulu has sharp fingernails, so Ooh. very dangerous. <laughs> she very why well. Is might. Her, okay, wait. Why is her, why is his name Bowler Frank? Because he bowls when he, you know he plays golf and he bowls. Oh. And he was a marine. I think he's getting some kind of disability, but he had his his. Well, what's his story? His story is that I, he may have been the eldest, but there was a whole bunch of he had siblings, but um, his mom got divorced after she had him and his father got married again and had a bunch of more brothers. Now they all kind of look like him. One of them is a priest. And that's interesting because Lulu Lulu had an, an uncle or something that was also a priest, but the, he's at least a priest that bangs chicks. Because I remember one day he came in he's a Chicago priest. She's, she's, she's from uh, Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn. She talks like she's broken too. I was gonna say, you know, the only Thanks. other the only other woman at the alehouse who's a little scary scary is Mrs. Clown, and she's from New York. Yep, Staten Island. I think I think Aunt uh, Lulu. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Lulu's from Bensonhurst. I don't know where that is. Well, she talk, and she had as a sister that used to come yeah. in. No accent at all. Really? Really? Yeah. 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 Okay, so back to Bowler Frank. So Bowler Frank, um, anyway, so he, one of his, I mean, his, bro, his brothers look and sound like him, kind of, except he has one that doesn't look, but he's the priest, but he's a drunk, so he's constantly going to AA. You got free rehab. wine. Hmm? You got free wine. Yeah, I know, but he apparently likes more than that. And then, so, oh no, the, Aunt, uh, Lulu's, <laughs> Lulu's <laughs> priest uncle, or whatever he was, he comes in one night. I said, she says, oh, yeah, my, my, my uncle's come. My uncle, the priest, is coming in. I said, I, I, maybe she said he's in, but I, I just thought he, she said he's out. Oh, is he the one that's fucking the broad? And he was sitting right down here. <laughs> here. <laughs> and I see this guy down there shaking his head. No, but uh, yeah, turns out they both have uh, priest uh, relatives. So wait a minute, was he uh, born in Chicago? No, I think he just got got out of the whatever the seminary, and uh, moved to Chicago. That was that's Lou now, Buller Frank's brother, step brother. I mean, half brother, obviously was born in Chicago. 
So how did you? Okay, so what what did he like? When did he start coming in here and such? How did you meet him? Um, he been coming in pretty much hell since since certainly since the eighties. Clown, you're you've seen him around, right? Seen who around? Baller Frank. Frank. I, there's a portrait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved yeah. to sit. He'd he looks like Brian Dennehy. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he yeah, does. a little bit. But he stand down there. I've got his portrait down there right above the North Avenue sign there. Which, by the way, whenever and I think of Brian Dennehy, there. I just think of John Wayne Gacy now, yeah. <laughs> which is terrible. I told you I told you the, the, the great line that Dennehy, because uh, he used to hang around horrible fucking drunk. I mean, really bad drunk. And, he come in black with black eyes and shit like that. Was he, was he part of Steppenwolf? No. No. But he performed all over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he comes yeah, to Chicago yeah, every yeah, year, yeah. usually at the Goodman. But he hang around O'Rourke's. Uh-huh. He loved O'Rourke's. And he was, there's a rumor that he actually helped finance when Kovar had to move over to Halston Street. Then he chipped in. But I used to see him all the time in works when it was right down the street and then i'm over i used to go into uh o'rourke's when it moved over the hall on friday because that's the only time i'd see certain people because everybody kind of dispersed uh that wasn't an alehouse person and I, he's in there with ron dean the guy from the he was an actor in the fugitive and dean was we talked about this guy but i don't fucking remember what he looks like well, he's in the, he plays, I think, a, yeah, he's one of the cops in The Fugitive. Okay. He's a Chicago guy. You've seen, I mean, you've seen him in movies. But I, I, I'm going to mention this on previous podcasts, but Denny comes in. He's a big guy. He's sitting next to me. I guess his daughter was going to Northwestern. And um, I don't know what he's doing with Dean. But Dean shit face. Denny, uh, he's not. I said, and he, he, and he orders a Coke or something. I said, so you're not drinking? It just happened to see him. He says, yeah, well, when you get up in the morning and you tip out the toe to your car to see if there's blood on it, you got a time to stop drinking. <laughs> and uh, But then I think he started drinking again. He's, I don't see him anymore. I guess he's kind of retired. Well, he lost a lot of weight. Oh, he did? I know that. Maybe he had heart problems. Yeah, well, yeah, he was kind of a big, burly guy. Yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> so, Clown, were your interactions with uh, Bowler Frank always okay? Yeah, I didn't didn't really know him. I mean, I would I'd see him at the end of the bar and stuff like that. And that's about it. There's that guy yeah. again. There's that guy. So, was he always a cokehead? He kind of. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, he didn't. He he was the kind of guy that I didn't really say I want to really talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he'd he seemed the, like he could be he like a real ass. Is and, he on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just told you. He's right above the north. I see um, Bob Ursich and then right above him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's uh, Bowler, Bowler Frank. Frank. Yep. He's, uh, he's about to go down. I'm going to need some more space, and he hasn't oh, been coming wow. in. Well, you know, he's, he's a recluse now that his mom died. Yeah, but that was kind of a And then he was, he'd come in here all the time. Because his mom was batshit crazy towards the end, you know, and he's telling these horror stuff. He'd take Lulu to see his mom, and then he'd come in and say, My mom hates Lulu. Hates her. Hates her. Can't stand her. So you bring that fucking bitch in here? Uh, uh. <laughs> and then he'd keep bringing her. Of course. Why would he stop? <laughs> I uh, had no idea they dated. Oh, well, I don't... Was it hot and heavy? Was it a long time? I... I'll tell you what, at one time, 
I mean, she certainly had other boyfriends and much solider boyfriends. Yeah, she dates around. But, I was going to say, I mean, the word on, I mean, well, no, hang on. She I called wasn't word on the street, so she, I wanted to be when, when, she first, when she first started working here, she referred to him as her soulmate. Whoa. Yeah. So it was, I mean. That's but, serious. Yeah, but Butler Frank is not the so serious no. kind of guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, he's got an unending supply of coke, if that's your kind of thing. But he's not really, you know. He's not really a keeper. Soulmate material. Yeah. He's not the, yeah. Um, I, so, I, yeah, not to be gossipy clown, but, like, that was sort of the reputation. And certainly something I witnessed. Well, she, that she, she, she got was, along very well with Mrs. Clown. Oh. Yeah. In what, in what aspect? Um, they, well, they were, but like, buddies, you know. Very similar like, people. Like very, but, you know, it pals? actually was funny. Drinking pals. <laughs> Drinking pals that there were there have been t- uh, periods of time where neither one of them could walk very well. I mean, when they walked together <laughs> yeah. down the street, it was like looking at a three-legged race. Yeah, Lulu's got a bad. <laughs> she got a bad when she falls down, she breaks shit. She yeah, broke. and when they were oh, they God. were they were in Gibson's one night, and uh, they started getting in a fight with the bartender. So Lulu decided they were going to dine and dash. Oh and no! And the bartender. The bartender walked up and leaned over and said, you two are going to dine and dash. He goes, that's a good one. <laughs> I can see if it would take him about half an hour to get out the door. <laughs> I'll tell you a great story. Lulu's dad was a New York copper. And um, Lulu has kind of an outrageous youth. What do you mean? She was kind of a wild child. And um, so she had a boyfriend. She's had a bunch of them. There, there was, in fact, she was getting money from, now I think about it. Um, I don't know if she was married to some. some yeah, she was married to, to a, a Puerto Rican guy, Puerto right? Puerto Rican yeah, guy. Yeah, that's right. Really? That's and right. She, she backed him in some kind of a bar or some kind of a thing. And she was getting money out of, and, and plus her health insurance, I mean, for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, it's that Puerto Rican guy. Yeah. But anyway, she so she got this boyfriend, and they had a little weekend uh, activity to collect a few bucks. They'd go around to uh, uh, convenience stores, and the boyfriend would put a gun on her head, and then come up to the desk uh, to the count uh, the cashier and say, "I'm going to blow her brains out unless you give me all the money." And so her dad's sitting there with a bunch of other cops watching the films of all these robberies, and goes, "Oh, wait a second. That's my fucking daughter. So she had to quit doing that. <laughs> Imagine seeing She's a character. your kid. She, she was a character. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. You don't want to see your daughter with the gun in her head. <laughs> so, so what over did you, and over. When did she come to Chicago? Oh, this was probably 80s, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. So. But she made, she made quite a splash. Lulu is also the subject, and I think for those reasons, right, the, her, her, maybe her relationship with, types of relationships she's had with regulars like Mrs. Clown and, and, and um, Oh, she had a relationship with everyone. She was well, real was tight with, she, with, the, with the artists. Yeah, like, you know, definitely a lot of interesting dynamics happening there, and I think for that reason, she sometimes is, has been the subject of your paintings. Oh, I did at least six or seven major paintings with her 
I've got one at home. One of my favorites is I still have it at home hanging in my place of her. But there was a, a guy named, what's I can use his fucking name, Dave Hansen. <laughs> a real fucking asshole. Unbelievable asshole. Anyway, Dave had this. Now, see, Lulu would bang pretty much anybody who was like halfway pleasant. Male and female. Male and oh, female, yes. yeah. She didn't, she oh, didn't wow, just, clown. She didn't, oh, just, yes. she didn't discriminate. But she no. would, for some reason, she would. She never, liked the gash and the, uh, what was it, the limb or whatever? Yeah, the limb. And the limb. Oh, yeah. The limb. yeah. But, but, the gash uh, and the limb. She hey, would, we should open a British pub. Call it that. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, the gash and the limb. Gash and the limb. That's the title of this episode. There you go. The gash and the limb. <laughs> so, anyway, she, um, what was what was I saying? It was this was good. Oh wow! Go ahead, keep going. The gash in the limb. She no. she would uh, uh, fool around with males and females alike. Right. Yeah, but no. I see, I and she was the paint. She was a, the the t- topic of your paintings, and you did oh, the six painting. Oh, the painting. Oh, so oh, she would Hanson. Yeah, she she bang everybody. Now he's at death's door right now, so I'm probably not supposed. Well, what the hell? Eh, whatever. He's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> And Assholes he, I mean, don't have nicknames. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he's not, he's not, doesn't listen to our, our, our podcast. No. So anyway, she would never fuck him. It was making him crazy. So I did a whole series of paintings of her, like, involved in a gangbang with Buzzkill <laughs> and all that. And um, there was a real good-looking uh, iron worker and stuff. And she's got her legs spread. I mean, I did all these really, some great paintings. And then I'd have Hanson looking through the window, and, then, <laughs> and and I got one with with her like showing her tits and sitting on Ruben's lap. She's the subject of that painting where she's the mermaid, right? No, 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 no who's that, that? That's, just, that's a hillbilly broad from Indiana. Uh, all right. Um, so anyway, I did a whole shit and all these paintings of her banging other guys and doing all this sex stuff. With chicks. Oh, I got plenty of chick ones, too. And um, I always have Hanson looking through the window. And it, it really infuriated Hanson to see gonna, these. They were all over the bar. How did Lulu feel about these paintings? Oh, she loved them. She liked the attention. Loved attention, of course. I made her look good. Yeah, In I fact, when I, so. had, when I was doing Sarah Palin holding the rifle, I used... Uh, I used her right arm. I, I had her pose with the... I needed her right arm. <laughs> oh, like an umbrella? You had her pose with an umbrella to replicate no, the rifle? Yeah, you know what? I think it was too stick or something. One of my favorite Lulu stories is also a Fox story. When the, they, the two worlds came together. He came in one day after going to the racetrack, and he'd lost everything like usual. Always. And he came in, and, um, and Lulu goes, hey, Fox, how'd you do it? He goes, I lost everything. And he, she goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, I put all my money on a horse named Lulu. I thought it was the name of the horse. I didn't know it was the name of the jockey. Came in dead fucking last. And she was, she was, a star- she was laughing her well, ass off at that. I'll tell you what, she, she, I, her current boyfriend, um, I won't use his name. Well, yeah, let's see what we call him. We'll call him, just call him Trib. So, anyway... He's Fox is hosting our Anna Marie was um, Lulu. <laughs> Lulu Lulu was great on our our our, our uh, We'll talk about her later. Uh, yeah. 
Lulu was the, Lulu and Gracie were the stars of our talent show, and they would do. I remember one time Lulu did um, Amy Winehouse. You know, yeah, rehab, I said, rehab. Sent me to rehab, but I said no, yeah. no, no. I mean, yeah. she was great. She was terrific, and um, so. God damn it! I keep forgetting what what's what's uh, so she's talent show. Oh, so but <laughs> Fox Christ. Fox is Fox is the the host. I mean the you know MC MC. But he wants before the, that particular show, he says, um, "Help me come up with some lines. I gotta have some some jokes here." So uh, Lula was really into Puerto Rican guys, or sorry, young Puerto Rican guys. Just endless number of busboys and shit like that. <laughs> and um, so I said, and that's just when the Tribune was all fucked up. Yeah. When was it not? Yeah, but it was it was really, I mean, it was really falling <clears throat> on bad days. Yeah. And um, I said, how's this, how's this for a joke? Uh, Trib, Trib's stock is going down faster than Lulu on a... Puerto Rican busboy. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, that was a good one. Actually, hey. hey, that was good. I like that one. You should do some retrospective paintings, and I think that should be one. Uh, Lulu down on a Puerto Rican, and then like having a little stock symbol in the back or something. Oh, that's yeah. Well, I'm, I know. I'm here for you with yeah, your with the yeah. ideas. Well, thank you, but I. I've got quite a few ideas right now. The trick is now. I mean, I was I was really painting for four or five hours yesterday. Whoa! I was. Does your arm feel like it's gonna fall off when no, that happens? No, my back. My oh back. sure. Yeah. You should get one of those. Um, you know those like cushy mats. You know you like a. I stand. I yeah, stand you on some. No, I stand on cushion. Yeah. Hmm. No, I just I'm not a shape. I mean, I'm working on my my book for two years. Why don't you like lift weights or something? Why don't I like become a fucking Hare Krishna? It's like saying, "Ask oh, me the, the same thing." Well, you're the one who's saying that you're out of shape, so fucking get in shape. I will when the summer. When do you want me gets... to help you? you? Want me to do some like some calisthenics and some like core exercises? Don't make you? me want to puke. No, when the weather gets good, I'll go out and hit and play golf. All right. Well, you know, if you improved your core, you'd have a better ball game. Yeah, I know that. All right. Well. All right. So, uh, Lulu. Uh, was employed here for a while. She was. And then and, what happened? Well, she kind of be kind of felt that she should. I think she was absolutely outraged when Beatrice left the bar to um, Tobin. Why? What did she care? I think she thought she should get it. Oh, sure. Okay. And so she was very hard to deal with. Listen, I am. A, an advocate for women and certainly an advocate for women in this bar and the regulars. There's a lot of great ones that I like to hang out with. But the female bartenders in here have not really... There aren't any more. Yeah, like they've not been very nice. No, they did. Well, now, here's... here's, here's the, when I first started hanging around here, I mean, they've gone, we've gone through this whole series, but when I got back to Chicago in the late 70s, and there was some, B and Art didn't know what the fuck they were doing when they were hiring bartenders. It was just one fuck up after another. There weren't any good bartenders. But 
eventually they kind of settled down into these two 60-year-old bartenders, Patty Talek and Jeanette Proskauer. But at one time, Patty Talek was always a nasty cunt. At one time, Jeanette was actually kind of pleasant and easygoing, but after once she hit 60, she just became... She'd serve you a drink, and I, I just hope to fuck you choke to death on this motherfucker. I mean, that was just... But these bitches... <laughs> They would work five. They'd work. They worked till four in the morning, five days a week. I remember one time Jeanette told me. I mean, I don't know how the fuck they did it. I mean, now the bar wasn't that busy in those days, and they they'd sit down a lot. But I remember one time Jeanette said, "I remember some there was some younger, younger, much younger guy in here, kind of sniffing around Jeanette. This is they do anything? What anything happened with that guy? It was she's well, you know that it was be." Um, before they built that high-rise down the street, there was a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, she parked her car there, and um, so she said she took the, the guy, said he, yeah, he she was going to drive the guy home. Jen always had a car. And um, so she said they get the guy that gets in the car with her, and he immediately puts, she used to dress up really big time, wear, wear skirts, and, you know, she really made kind of effort to look, you know, as good as she could. She looked okay when she was younger. And uh, so the guy sticks his hand under her skirt the minute they get in the car, God. and he lets out a shriek. And she forgot she's got bandages all over her legs. Why? Because her legs, she couldn't stand up. I mean, you have varicose veins and shit, you know, fly. Uh, yeah, oh I know. God. So the poor guy just went, ah, ah, ran out the, <laughs> ran out the fucking door. Okay, so... Like, again, my experience, and I've been here a very short amount of time compared to how long this place has been around, but I feel like the the female bartenders I've encountered are nice, and then they turn into, like... It makes them tough, yeah. And then, they, and then they turn, like, they want to, like, run the joint, but in a way that alienates the other bartenders and makes them upset. Well, and Lulu then, is the most extreme version of that. And then they, like, are mean to the... Patrons. And Lula would also rat out all the other bartenders. That's not, see, that's not that wasn't good. good for morale. No. No. The and first then, time, the first time I met her, I was sitting at the. I came in and sitting at the bar, and they had a new bartender, and it was Lulu. And um, within like ten minutes, she had grabbed a baseball bat and was swinging it at Street Jimmy's head, <laughs> yelling, "Get the Christ. fuck out of here!" I mean, I'm like, Jimmy that, pretty much liked this her new too. one. Oh yeah, he loved her. Yeah. But like I. I my experience with Lulu and with the, f- the other female bartenders sometimes is that I would walk in and... Oh, by the way, the only person that I would say this is not the case of me being here that was a female bartender was Gracie. Like, I... She was pretty mean, too, and she yeah, just walked in me. But at least she was your kid. Like, okay, you're no. kind of in this joint, right? Whereas the other ones, honestly, like, you would walk in and I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what version of that I'm going to get. I don't know what mood... I'm well, get. Jeanette, Jeanette was so bad at the end. You'd walk in, and you'd sit down, and she'd come up to you and spend the next 20 minutes telling you what scumbag Arthur was, how rotten Beatrice was, what a horrible piece of shit Patty Talek was. She'd trash the entire... Fight. I mean, so but you had to sit there. this is consistent. Well, no, she didn't used to be like that. No, she no, just no, became I'm talking about one. the other I'll tell you one funny thing, staff. though. Arthur one time... Was, Arthur was sitting at the bar with Beatrice and me, and Patty and Jeanette are behind the bar working, 
And Arthur's kind of watching him go back and forth. He says, Beatrice, how come we can't have good-looking bartenders? Everybody else has got good-looking bartenders. <laughs> and they both turn around and look at him. Like, <laughs> um, well, I'm just saying, it's, an inter- it's a curious little situation because, honestly, Whenever I walk in here and I see Grasshopper, I see Johnny Ale, or I see uh, Steve, or I see Jacob, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. Like, there's no drama, there's no nothing. No, no. There's no, good it's, banter. It's, it's so, you know, here's a lot of people do not know this. Up until the set, I don't know what, maybe the 60s or something, but women were not allowed to be bartenders in Chicago unless they were married to the owner or they were the the child of the owner. Those are the only... So every bar in the city was was basically male, male bartenders. They passed the law and then everybody you go into's got broads in there. Well, here's, here's, here's their mistake. Now, they figure guys will come in. Yes, guys will come in. But what would you rather have? I mean, but only how many guys are going to bang the bartender? What you, what you need is bartenders. Like, Jacob attracts all these broads. Right. And Brings in women. So the then, women yeah. come in. <laughs> no, now, it's true. I've thought about this oh, before, too. Oh, it's very, now very you true. Got, it's a very attractive Now you've got fucking guys coming in because there's so many more broads. Right. I mean, these dumb fucking owners. I mean, there's definitely something to be said about attractive people. Yeah, one hot bartender is not going to attract. You know, all the guys will hit on her and no one will score and then they'll all leave. Yeah. It's not going to work. Or him. But a good looking guy. And a lot of women go into a bar because they feel safe. If the bartender is a guy that they know, he'll look out for them. If someone's hitting on them, something like that. So they feel safe. And then suddenly you got a bar full of women. Because they like this guy. And you definitely feel that with Jacob. So. He's a really nice guy. He is. But, you know, all the girls, all the older chicks over at Red Orchid are just, like, coming in their little panties. when, when And it was so funny because Jacob only likes younger pussy. So <laughs> it was very frustrating for all the... All well, the anyway. Um, so what happened with Lulu? Well, Lulu, so anyway, Lulu was just kind of, uh, she was just flexing her tits a little bit too much. And I could deal with her reason, uh, but so when she kind of mentored this one young bartender who was working at the hardware store, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he wanted to be a bartender, and she, she kind of, but then... He kind of became independent. And so one night she fucking... Now, she's spreading out all the other... I mean, the morale in here was terrible. But she takes... He, 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 there's an emergency. Somebody doesn't show up for work at night. And so Mike has to... Um, gets called in. She, I, she didn't like working night shifts, generally. I mean, she was a day bartender. Yeah. It's too rough. Anyway, she gets pissed off that Mike gets called in ahead of her to, to work the shift. She takes a whole bunch of regulars down the street. And I went fucking nuts off of this one. 
And uh, that was the end. Well, and then Toby said, "Fuck her." So is she bitter about it? Oh yeah, she won't come in here. So are you not friends anymore? Um, I would say if I died, she kind of laughed. Oh wow, that's serious. But we speak. Uh, but she st- she stayed in the neighborhood bartending. Yeah, yeah, she did. I mean, she, but she also but, has um, a condition where she, you know, she breaks. She's broken every limb at least three or God. four times. Are Lulu and Mrs. Clown still friends? No, not really. Oh wow, a lot of severed ties. New yeah. beginnings. Yeah. Oh well, she doesn't. Uh, Mrs. Clown doesn't go to Burton's anymore. So. Well, but you know, I mean, it was real. It's hard being friends with Lulu. No, it's impossible because she's she's manipulative. She's she's friendly sometimes. She's manipulative yeah, she, sometimes. No, she, yeah, so she, you can tell. You can't tell where she's coming from. You know. But here, but here's 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 so. something that really is intolerable. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Clown would go down to Burton. I don't know how many times. I just happened to be walking by Burton. Mrs. Clown would come out of Burton. She can't even move. You know, oh, she yeah. can't even get a cab. They would let her. They do the same fucking thing to Ruben down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they mean, don't you care. got to stop at some point. You can't. You got to make them. They got to be ambulatory and be able to get home. Right. And that I mean, is that is irresponsible. And 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 so Mrs. Clown comes out. She can't. And plus, she breaks shit if she falls down. So you can't. Also, do that's this. also a good sign of an establishment of a good establishment is well, that you, I can trust you guys to tell me when I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be come back tomorrow. <laughs> You're not no, kicked yeah. out. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, got, yeah. yeah. I gotta stop drinking so I can drink some more. It's kind of no. like you. I gotta go home to sleep it's so not, I can get up and go to sleep. And by the way, it's not that hard to tell when Mrs. Collins shouldn't have any more to drink. That's no, yeah. pretty easy. I mean, Dwayne. They be, I don't. We, oh, yeah, Dwayne. Was, we wouldn't serve Dwayne anymore. No, that was so. He's obvious. trying to kill himself. He just go down to that fucking place and they. they it's, it's, well, it's, I guess. Ruben was the same. Well, you know, I used to get mad at that place because I would. I would go out like about 11 o'clock or noon, and I would be completely trashed at 2 or 3 in the afternoon because of them just pouring shots in front of you for free. Yeah, you know, and you're wasted. Dumb. you got to go home. It's like I wanted to wait until people started coming out to the bars, but I had passed out by then <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I came back yeah, out at like terrible. 1 in the morning. That's terrible. That's terrible. It's ridiculous. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess the moral of the story is... You live and learn. And oh, I don't know if there's a lot of learning. <laughs> learning. Yeah. I, don't, well, I think the learning is really... You live and then you die. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, at least that, you know, you got the bad out of this place. and Well, it's, it's the much... Fine establishment let me put it, it this is. way. The bar right now is much more cheerful. It's a good place. Yeah. I like it here. Yeah. And be, ironically, Beatrice hated the thought of male bartenders she thought all male bartenders stole i mean she was just am- totally fucking anti-male bar if she ever if she could look down from that great big synagogue in the sky and see what's going on here she would not be a happy i don't girl. know i feel like with a cash business you gotta have a no no she was very anti-male I, I, you, if you knew what i had to do to get grasshopper's job I mean, honestly, though, I feel like a cash business, I don't care. You can't think about gender. I feel just like I I would just be so weary. Well, first of all, I mean, Patty and Jeanette were two of the most evil human beings that ever fucking drew breath on the face of the fucking earth. And, And then 
Mrs. Uh, Beatrice actually thought that Jeanette would come when she was dying. To it was Toby and Gracie. You know, that's all. None of, nobody else came over there to see her. Toby and Gracie were there every fucking day, take care of her fucking all the nightmarish shit she was going through when she's dying. Uh, Jeanette, mm. and, and at one time, Beatrice had this will of all the people she wanted to leave money to. And it started out, she was going to leave Patty and Jeanette each five grand and shit like this. And then all of a sudden, got down to Patty zero. <laughs> I feel like this is what your list Jeanette, would be like. like. Jeanette, like 500. I honestly think this is what your list would be like. It changes from week to week. Do you, let me tell you something. <laughs> my, my inheritance is going to be whoever get their hands on the shit. That, be, <laughs> oh, that, that's, God. That's, well, I hope that time does not come anytime soon. Oh, well, you and, you and Bruce both. Yeah. That, that yeah. Only us two, by the way. <laughs> well, I think. Anyway. I think, um, I think I think my daughter wants me alive for a little longer. Yeah, I feel you still have some and, things to contribute well, to society. Well, Rock and Roll Ruth wants yeah, me alive. Yeah, I think there are a lot of actually more people than you think. Well, more people I can count on one hand. Yes. Well, I would say. That's encouraging. I would say more people that you can count on two hands and two feet. How's that? It's well. I hope you're right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this was a fun conversation. Oh, about yeah. It's really. Timers. A, yeah. How many lawsuits are we looking at? I'm going to. I'm going to. I think we should start a, a, a Kickstarter campaign to open a, the Gash and the Limb bar, pub. It's a great name, actually. I know. Isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. nobody would have any idea what it meant. <laughs> but they said, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could. Who's the guy that was going to be on the show today? Oh, we're going to have a future guest will be a, a lovely young man um, by the name of Colin Cordwell, who owns the Red Lion Pub. Maybe we can talk him into changing yeah, the name. Let, let's talk. Let's it's talk, a British pub, let's right? Talk about, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the we're Gash, the and, gash the and the Limb. Maybe for Halloween, we can disguise this place as the Gash and the Limb. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think it's... You, you up for it? Oh, it sounds wonderful. Wonderful. wonderful, wonderful <laughs> we probably just shouldn't tell Toby. Yeah, I don't think she'd be. <laughs> oh boy! Anyway. See, by the way, by the way, she's over in uh, the DR, which is Dominican Republic. Civilized people call it Dominican Republic. Yeah. And um, so they had this uh, earthquake in Jamaica. They've been having yeah. earthquakes yeah. in Puerto Rico, and they had a big one. They were worried about a tsunami, and. Um, that whole Caribbean is very kind of going through a lot of crapola right now. Well, fingers crossed, nothing big, well, bad happens. Well, Gracie's trying to get her. She's supposed she's to come coming home, home tomorrow. She's coming home, yeah. But uh, before, I told, I sent a message. If you see the tsunami wave, run away, not toward. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna surf this baby. Because you remember all those people that were all the all the tourists Thailand? down there. Yeah. Yeah, they're running at the wave, and all the residents and all the animals yeah, are running. Yeah, why would you do over. that? Follow, always follow hey, the animals. Look at the big wave. Always follow the rats and the cockroaches. Yeah. Well, you do. Uh, you do charge an ambush. In battle, like if you're getting fired at, you charge. But I feel like that's unnatural. You don't run away because they plan on you running away. So they will pick Humans you off. Dumb. Humans so, are dumb. Humans are dumb. So that's what you're going to tell human. all your fellow uh, tourists. <laughs> don't charge. Don't charge a tsunami, but charge an ambush in battle. 
It's a good and, rule of thumb. And, I think that's a good idea. And with those uh, words of wisdom, we shall conclude the show. <laughs> Clown, thank you for producing as well as you do. Welcome. Uh, especially in your particular condition. I hope you feel right. well, okay. Well, he only had to clutch his heart about six times. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I don't want to get hazard pay for this. <laughs> um, uh, combat. Combat. <laughs> uh, genius. Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will talk to you again soon. Bye.